فاشرف بي لاشتغالي بالعلم ولا تبغي به ما عشت يدا بدلا ويا له من شرف عظيم He says الشين والفاء والعين which is the word what it consists of right شين فاء and عين He says is أصل صحيح يدل على مقارنة الشيء والشفع خلاف الوتر He says when you compare something and the word shaf'ah, the word shaf'ah, what does it show? Huh? The word shaf'ah is opposite to witr. Witr is what? Odd, right? It's one, three, five, nine, uh, seven, nine, sah? Shaf'ah is the opposite. It's two, six, two four, six, eight, ah, it's the even. Sah? So it's the even. That's what it means in the language. Jawhari, he says in his Sahih, the word shaf'a means it's khilafu zawj, it's pairs. Because the numbers are always going to be what? Equal, right? Two is one and one, equal, both sides. Four is equal, it's two sides. Sah? Six is three, three. Sah? Remember, remember this. I mean, I know it's obvious, but the word shaf always means two can be together. So even if you say 112, you can always put it in two, 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 two. That's why it's always zawj, it's a partner together. So that's what Al-Jawhari chooses in his saha. And it's the opposite of witr. Witr means that when you start adding it all up, one is always going to be by himself in the cold. So that's what the word Al-Wit Al-Shaf'a means. Very good. The same you can find in the Kitab Ibn Athir's Nihaya. Raghib al-Asbahani in his Mufradat. Al-Safarini in his Lawami'ah. All of them they mention that. But what is it in the language? Sorry, no, sorry that's in the language. That's the lexical linguistic meaning. What does it mean in the Sharia? Where would the Sharia use that word? Why would it use the word Shafa'a then? Shaykh ibn Uthaymiyyah rahimahullah, he said it is At-Tawassut lil-Ghayr bijalbi manfa'atin aw daf'i mabarrah It's basically this person asked Allah for something, right? Are we all together? This person, they went and they asked Allah for something, right? The person is going to add their voice onto your voice so it becomes what? And they'll say, oh Allah, give this person what they want. That's why it's shafa. It's two voices now brought to Allah. You, the previous one, this person, and you who is doing the intercession for them, and you're bringing it to Allah Taala for one of two, either to bring about good or to repel harm from this person. That's what it is. That's why, in simple terms, in the Sharia, it is called what? Talabul manfaati, talabul manfaati, or daf'i mabaratin lil ghair. It is, it means, in the Sharia, bringing about good or repelling evil for somebody other than yourself. If you ask for yourself, then that's a dua. That's no problem with that. Like in shafa'a means what? Is that when you are asking on behalf of somebody else, you're adding your voice onto somebody else's voice. And that voice is then being sent over to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
Shafa'ah is for who? Shafa'ah is Allah's rights. Is haqqul mahdul lillahi wahdahu la sharika lah. It's only for him. In other words, he's the only one who can sanction it for who he wants to give it to. That's why Allah said in the Quran, قُلْ لِلَّهِ For Allah alone, قُلْ لِلَّهِ شَفَاعَةُ جَمِيعًا All of intercession is for Allah alone, subhanahu wa ta'ala. لَهُ مُلْكُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ ثُمَّ إِلَيْهِ تُرْجَعُونَ Surah Zumar, ayah 44. Surah Zumar, ayah 44. Allah says, قُلْ لِلَّهِ قُلْ لِلَّهِ شَفَاعَةُ جَمِيعًا All of intercession is for who? It's for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Lahu for him, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the mulku samawat, the kingdom of the samawat, and the kingdom of the ard. Thumma ilayhi turja'una, and everybody will come back to him subhanahu wa ta'ala. In another ayah in Surah Al-Baqarah, ayah 255, Allah says, Man dalladhi yashfa'a, who is the one who intercedes? Indahu, next to Allah, illa bi'idhnihi, except with his permission. Who can? No one can. The answer here is, istipamun, it's a question, it's an interrogation. We've been asked a question here, but the answer is already known, which is no one can. No one can intercede besides Allah without his permission. Allah also says in Surah Sabah, Ayah 23, Intercession does not benefit except the one, he, the one who he has given permission for. In Surah Yunus, Ayah 18, Allah says, these are our intercessors. Besides Allah is what the kuffar say. Then Allah responds back to them by saying to them, Do you inform Allah of that which you don't know in the samawat and in the earth? Subhana exalted is he Allah. And high is he. In that which you associate him with. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what does that show? That shows that the intercession is what? Who's right? Haqqul liman? Haqqul lillahi wahdah. It's haqq lillahi. It's the rights of Allah alone. Okay? Good. Fa'alam ibadallahi. My beloved brothers and sisters, know that the shafa'ah is categorized into two. We're still in the same point. We're still in the, we're still in the same point. No, may Allah grant you guys all Jannah to Firdaus, that the Shafa'a is two types. The first one is Shafa'a which is Muthbata, a Shafa'a which is affirmed. You will find that present in the what? You find it in the Quran. You find it in the Sunnah, Allah affirming intercession, subhanahu wa ta'ala, for the creation. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. He affirms intercession for the creation. So it's, that's why it's called al-shafa'atul muthbata. The reason why it's called muthbata is because it's been affirmed. And we know the famous hadith of the Prophet ﷺ interceding for his what? The Prophet ﷺ is going to intercede for what? He's going to intercede for his, his ummah, the day of judgment. So intercession we know is going to take place. But that intercession which is affirmed is called the Shafa'atul Muthbata. It's the Shafa'at that meets a criteria, it meets a condition. And what's the conditions? The first condition is that Allah is pleased with the Shafi' and the Mashfu'a. Allah is pleased with the one who is interceding and the one who is being interceded for. That's the first condition. 
that Allah is pleased with the, interse the interceder, the one who's interceding. And the one who's been interceded for, both of them Allah is pleased with them, subhanahu, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the second one is what? Al-idhn, Allah gives permission. Allah he gives what? Allah gives permission, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if any of those two conditions are missing, are we all together? Any, inter any of those conditions, if it's missing, is the intercession going to happen? No, it's not. It's not going to be the shafa'atu al-muthbata. It's going to be the second type, which is shafa'a, which is manfiyya. The negated shafa'a. The shafa'a that's not permitted. Lidhalika, I advise you guys to read the book written by Sheikh Muqbil ibn Hadi al-Wadi'i. It's called Kitab al-Shafa'a. He, he wrote a whole book on it. Anyone who wants a copy today, I can give it to them. Kitab al-Shafa'a, anyone who wants a copy, I can give it to them. Inshallah ta'ala. Kitab al-Shafa'a by Sheikh Muqbil, we can give it to them. The second one is shafa'a, which is manfiya, negated shafa'a. What is it? The negated shafa'a, the shafa'a that's negated. What's the shafa'a that's negated? It's a shafa'a that is negated because it doesn't meet what? It doesn't meet one of the conditions that we mentioned. Allah is not pleased with the one who's interceding or the one that's been interceded for, or the permission hasn't been given. The permission is not, it has not been given. No one, can, no one can do intercession unless he, he has those two conditions in place. Wallahi, no Nabi can do that. لا نبي مقرب No Nabi مرسل أنا ملك مقرب An angel that's close to Allah and a messenger that's been sent, none of them can do that unless those two conditions are met. When Allah permits it for the Prophet, he can do it. If Allah is pleased with the person, because we know Allah is pleased with the messengers, right? But if Allah is pleased with who they intercede for, who they intercede. Because the prophets do try to intercede for some people and they get turned, they got rejected for that, the offer. Sah? Nabila Ibrahim, did he not try to intercede for his father? What did Allah say to him? No. Allah didn't accept it from Ibrahim. He said, Inna Allah, Allah has prohibited Ibrahim. Al Jannah al Kafirin. Allah prohibited Jannah from the disbelievers. He prohibited it, it's not going to happen. And then Ibrahim, his father, doesn't become from the people of Jannah. Our Prophet ﷺ, he interceded for who? For his mother. By wanting to ask what? Forgiveness for her. Did it get accepted from him? No. Why? Because the rida, Allah wasn't pleased with the mashfur. All together. Allah was not pleased. But at the same point, same time, Allah accepted his intercession for who? His uncle Abu Talib. And that's the only disbeliever who would gain intercession. Abu Talib is the only one who gains an intercession. Sah? Yeah? How did Abu Talib receive an intercession? The hellfire has been reduced for him, right? Has it not? It got reduced for him. And then what's, his, what's his punishment? His punishment is that he's going to wear two shoes. From the hellfire, his head would burn. It would blow like, you know, cooking food. And he has the least punishment the Day of Judgment. Shoes that he's been given, which has been taken from the hellfire, is burning his brain. His brain is burning. It's frying his brain. And he has the least punishment, Abu Talib. 
There's no one who has le least less punishment than him. He gained that from who? Huh? He gained that through the Prophet's intercession, alayhi The intercession which is shirkiyah, the shirk type of intercession, it comes in two forms. It comes in what? It comes in two forms. The first one is and yes the person asked a mayyit, a dead. And yes al-bayyit, a person asks a what? A dead. And the qabrihi next to his grave, intercession. He asks him. Like those who come and visit graves, the dead, they call of the they call on the people in the grave. They say, Ya ayyuhal waliyul fulani. So and so. Ishfa'lana, intercede for us. Your Lord, and do tawassut for us, and etc. That's the first type of intercession that happens, which is shirkiyah. Second one is, The person asks the dead, He's far from the grave of that person. Like those who are connected, to, they connect themselves to the righteous people. <coughs> Both of those you can find by Al-Imam Al-Khattabi in his kitab, his kitab al-du'a, sha'an al-du'a. He mentions those two. And Ibn Qayyim mentions it in his kitab, Iratatul Lahfan fi Masayid al-Shaytan. Al-Naqid al-Thalith, the third Naqid, the third Nalifaya. مَنْ لَمْ يُكَفِّرِ الْمُشْرِكِينَ أَوْ شَكَّ فِي كُفْرِهِمْ أَوْ صَحَّحَ مَذْهَبَهُمْ كَفَرَ إِجْمَعًا The third naqid is مَنْ لَمْ يُكَفِّرِ الْمُشْرِكِينَ Anybody who does not do who does not classify the disbelievers as مَنْ لَمْ يُكَفِّرِ الْمُشْرِكِينَ Anyone who does not consider the mushrikeen as kufar or he doubts their kufr. He says, you know what, I'm not really sure that these mushrikeen are kufar. I, I'm actually doubtful of it. Or he justifies their position. And he says, you know what, they, might, they actually got a point, you know. They're just humble. They just don't want to go to Allah directly, you know. They just want to get... You justify their methodology and their belief. You become a kafir by consent. You become a kafir by consent. Good. The author, rahimahullah, he said, مَنْ لَمْ يُكَفِّرَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ Anyone who does not place kufr on the mushrikeen. The shirk that's been talked about here, and that's been spoken about here, and the kufr that's been spoken about here, my beloved brothers and sisters, it's known as al-kufr al-wadih. The kufr which is wadih, which is jelly, clear, crystal clear. It's well known, it's Arabic, it's pro it is present, it's there. And it's accepted by both of the parties. Both parties agree that this person is falling into Shirk Akbar. That's what's meant by it. But you and your group made takfir on somebody, okay? And you come to me and say to me, you know Fulan, he's kafir. And why is he kafir? Because he doesn't make takfir of that country. So he's a kafir. What's your thoughts on him? I don't see him to be kafir. Then you're a kafir now. 
And then they ask him, brother, right behind you, what do you think of Abdurrahman now? And he goes, oh, yeah, he's my brother, I like him. He's, you're a kafir as well. What about the one after him? And it's just a chain of takfir. What happens? It does. No, that's not, what we, that's not what's being spoken about. And that is taking the statement of the Sheikh out of what? Out of its intent and what the Sheikh meant by it and what the Sheikh placed it for. Okay? That's not what it's talking about. Here the Sheikh is talking about المشركين, I underlined the word mushrikeen. Ah, he used the word mushrikeen. So you don't do takfir of the mushrik. The person is doing shirk akbar. He's worshipping other than Allah. He's doing shirk akbar. We already spoke about the difference between kufr and shirk, right? We did. We spoke about the difference, right? The difference between shirk and kufr. What's the difference between shirk and kufr? Kufr is more broader than shirk. Kufr is what? More broader and more generic than shirk. Shirk is a type of kufr. The person who insults the Prophet, who insults the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is a kafir, is he a mushrik? No. A kafir, but he's not a mushrik. The one who throws the Quran and the Mus'haf in the toilet, deliberately, okay? Is a kafir, is he a mushrik? No. So the, but every mushrik is a kafir. But not every kafir is a mushrik. Are we all together? So the reason why the Shaykh says, mushrikina," Anyone who does not make takfir of a mushrik who's coming with shirk akbar, you don't do it on him. Because the type of shirk, takfir has different, kufr, I said so many things, right? I said so many things are kufr. I will together, brothers and sisters. So many things are what kufr. The most greatest kufr is which one, brothers? A shirk. It's the greatest one. That's number one. That's why the Sheikh started with the first type of naqid. Was which one? Which, which naqid was it? Which kufr did he start with? Shirk. So if somebody's doing that, and you're saying, mm, I don't know, Wallahi. Then what would you do kufr on? If you're not doing it on the greatest form of kufr, shah. Pay attention here. The Sheikh is not talking about if you don't make takfir on a person who's done kufr. He's not talking about that. And he did not say that. What did he say? The person who doesn't do takfir of a mushrik, grave worshipper. This person is a grave worshipper. Oh, he calls on to the awliya. All of that which we spoke about. That's what the Shaykh rahimahullah is talking about. And who's, who's the one who, done, who, who is the one who does takfir, brothers and sisters? At-takfiru haqq man? Wallahi, no shaykh can do takfir. Takfir is the rights of Allah and His Messenger. The only people who can be made a kafir is the one who Allah and his messenger have made kufr on. And the scholar, when he's making takfir, he's bringing it back from where? Where is he bringing it from? Allah said and the messenger said. That's where he's bringing it from. We mentioned that. Did Allah make takfir on the mushriks? Yeah? Did Allah make takfir on the mushrikeen? Did he? Huh? Of course he did. We took all of those evidences. Allah did. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he made takfir on them. The mushrikeen. Sahih? He did. Now you coming and not making takfir on the mushrikeen is what? Mu'arada. It's an opposition you're doing. To Allah and his messenger. 
Are we all together? If Allah made takfir on someone, or an action, or a people, you have no right to what? Reject and refuse. You have to what? You have to make takfir on them. So anything we find in the book, and we find in the sunnah, that Allah and his messenger have referred to them as kufar and kufr, wajaba takfir, we may have to make takfir of it. وَمَنْ لَمْ يُكَفِّرْ Then who chooses not to, to make takfir on them, فَوَكَاذِبٌ مُكَذِّبٌ لِلَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ He's a liar and he disbelieves in Allah and his messenger. Abdurrahman al-Asr al-Sa'di said in his fatawa, if you want to go to his dhimlu al-majmu'a al-kamila li-mu'alifat al-Sa'di, his whole majmu'a has been brought together. He says, Anybody who the sharia has graded him or placed on him, takfir, it is obligated to make takfir on them. Anyone that the sharia did not make takfir on them, or the messenger did not make takfir on them, Oh, sorry, Allah and His Messenger made takfir. Anyone who Allah and His Messenger make takfir on, the Sharia makes takfir on them. On them. It is obligated to make takfir on that person, on that individual. The person who chooses then not to do takfir on them, Sayyidi said. And doesn't place takfir on them. He is a disbeliever of Allah and His Messenger. If it becomes clear to them, that the takfir here has an evidence for it and he chooses not to take it, then he becomes what? Mukaddibun lillahi wa li rasuli. He's a disbeliever of Allah and His Messenger. So this issue is not talking about a mas'ala that the ulama have differed on. It's not that. The ulama, what did they differ upon? The one who leaves the prayer, tariqus salah is a kufr akbar or not? Did the ulama differ on it? Did the ulama differ on the one who leaves the prayer or not. Did they? Did the ulama differ? The one who leaves the prayer or not, if he's a kafir, did they differ on it? Yeah, the ulama differed on it. There's different opinions. And Imam Shafi'i believed he is kafir. Oh, sorry, he believed he's not kafir, sorry. Imam Shafi'i. And Imam Malik believed he's not kafir. And Imam Abu Hanifa believed he's not kafir. Ahmed believed also he's not kafir. But a call of Ahmed, rahimahullah, was that he is kafir. Are we all together? Ishaq ibn Rahuya believed they were kuffar, etc. Are we all together? It's a mas'ala mukhtalafun fi, a disputed issue. The Shaykh is not talking about that issue. Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab la yatatarraq. He doesn't go into issues which have khilafat. He's talking about mas'ala to shirk. This person is doing shirk. He's talking about the person who is not. This every party agreed that it's kufr akbar. There's not one alim in ulama'i Islam who believes that if you do shirk akbar, you're not a kafir. Every scholar believes that. Kufr akbar is ijma'ah. That's what the shaykh rahimahullah says. Kafara ijma'ah. He's a kafir by consent. There's no khilaf. But the issues which are mukhtalaf fihi, the scholars differ whether it's kufr or not. You can't say because I've made takfir on them and I'm of the opinion that if you leave the salah, it's kufr akbar. And you're not agreeing with me. Then you're a kafir yourself, akhi. No. Then the mas'ala to salah is mukhtalaf fi, is differed upon. Like in this issue is, is mas'ala which is... Abdul Rahman, sorry, Abdul Latif, who is the son of Abdul Rahman, from the Ayman Da'wah al-Najriya. 
he says something very, very powerful. He said, المخالفت في المسائل الاجتهادية Differing on matters which are خلافية مسائل which are اجتهادية, sorry. مسائل which are اجتهادية These issues of اجتهاد They are based on independent reasoning. Everybody's looking at the evidences, independent reasoning. التي قد يخفى الحكم The ruling might be hidden فيها على كثير من الناس It may be hidden from many of the people. These are مسائل which are المخالفه في المسائل الاجتهاديه these are مسائل differing on issues which are independent reason which a lot of people the ruling might be hidden from them من الناس لا تقتضي كفرا you can't make this does not necessitate كفر ولا فسقا you can't even say the person is a fasiq because of this وقد يكون الحكم فيها قطعيا جليا and sometimes he said عبد اللطيف بن عبد الرحمن sometimes some matters they might be what they might be what they might be قطعي Clear cut, crystal clear, out there, it's, oh, it's clear. Okay? In the Ba'd al-Nasi, but it's clear cut to a group of people. But to another group of people, it's very hidden. It's unclear, it's ambiguous. The Shaykh says, Wallahu la yukallifu nafsan illa wusaha. Allah does not burden a soul more than that which it can carry, more than its ability. In other words, the matters that are spoken about. It's something that's crystal clear to every party and every people. So if we come to know that, if you've come to know that, فَعْلَمْ نَوْ أَنَّ التَّكْفِيرَ To make takfir مَنْ تَبَتَ كُفْرُ بِلَا نِزَعْ To make takfir and to place takfir on somebody whose kufr is present without no argumentation, no dispute, there's no khilaf. It is from what? Somebody whose takfir is clear cut. There's no dispute, there's no argument. Establishing takfir on them is from the great things that the religion stands on. That's what we have to understand. But if you then say, oh, I'm trying to be on the safe side, I don't want to make takfir on somebody who Allah and His Messenger made takfir on. I just want to be on the safe side. Then what you're really doing is that you're destroying the religion. As much as if you're making takfir on people, on masail, which are what? Masail which are مختلف فيه Masail which are The scholars differed upon it Qarnan ba'da qarnin Generation after generation Scholars have been arguing about this one If you make takfir on them Then you can't make takfir on that person Who doesn't agree with you Are we all together? Ulama of our time They differed on things Sheikh Abdul Aziz ibn Baz Made takfir on Saddam Hussein Right? At his time Not now But back when Ibn Baz was alive He made takfir on Saddam Hussein Ibn Baz when he made takfir on him, Albani didn't agree with him. Did you hear Albani, Ibn, ba, Ibn Ba'a say to Albani, you're a kafir? Hmm? Ibn Ba'a said takfir, kafir. Sheikh Albani said, I don't agree. Are we all together? Are we all together? Sheikh Albani said, I don't agree. Sheikh Albani said, ah, he's kafir to me. You never heard Sheikh Nasir and Sheikh Albani throw at each other you're a khariji, you're a murji, none of that. And the mas'ala is ijtihad mahd. That's your independent reasoning of why you may takfir on him. Sah? Are we all together? Very good. Now like in the sad reality now is, anybody who makes takfir of a government, if you say I don't agree with you on the takfir of this government, they're not kuffar to me, they're Muslims. He says to you, oh, the, the, you're a kafir. One, one group would say to you, you're a kafir. Another group will say to you, you're a what? You're paid by that government. Yeah, I'm living in London, man. 
I'm skin, struggling in the UK. Sah? No government gives me anything. Sah? That's what they say to you. Where's this consent that Muhammad Abu Hab brings? Where did he get it from? Pay attention. Look at the qaid that I put here. I said, Al ijma' is a consent. Ala kufri, placing kufr on. Malam yukafir, the person who takfir has not been put on. Sorry, sorry, al ijma' consent. Ala kufri, that he's a kafir. He's a kafir. The consent that the person is a kafir. And the one who does not place takfir on him, that he's a kafir. So the consent here is talking about that whoever the sharia places takfir on, the person who comes and does not place takfir on them is a kafir. The consent. But this has come from what? Binasin, shar'iyin. It's a nas. Scholars, they brought consensus on that. And Imam Al-Qadi Iyad in his kitab al-Shifa, he says, وَقَامَ الْإِجْمَاعُ Consent has come. Anyone who doesn't make takfir on the Christians and the Jews. And anyone who opposes the religion of the Muslimin. Or he withholds from placing takfir on them. Or is in a state of doubt. He mentions that in his Kitab al-Shifa, second volume, page 281. Also, who transmitted the Ijma'a? Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah in his Majmu' al-Fatawa, the 27th volume, page 464. He says, Anyone who does not affirm Muhammad Muslim. He says, No, this is written wrong. Shaykh al-Islam, look at his 27th volume, page 464. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, he brings at the ending of his kalam, brings at the end of the kalam, and he says, بِدِينِ الْيَهُودِ وَالنَّصَارَى بَلْ مَنْ لَمْ يُكَفِّرْهُمْ وَيُبْغِضْهُمْ فَلَيْسَ بِمُسْلِمٍ بِاتِّفَاقِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ Anyone who doesn't make takfir on the Christians and the Jews is not a Muslim by consent. Shaykh Abdullah ibn Abdul Rahman Abu Butayn He says Ajma'a al-Muslimuna ala an ala kufri man lam yukafir al-Yahud wal-Nasara aw shakka fi kufrin He says in his kitab al-Durra al-Saniyya 12th volume page 69 that Ajma'a al-Muslimuna the Muslims are unanimously in agreement ala kufri that he's a kafir man lam yukafir al-Yahud wal-Nasara the person who doesn't make takfir on the Christians and the Jews aw shakka fi kufrin or is in a state of doubt regarding whether they are kuffar they are kuffar 12th volume he mentions that in uh, page 69. You also find that uh, Ijma'at present in Durr Saniya on the 8th volume. It's the 8th volume, sah, page 160. Second volume, page 207. There are evidences, so there's many ulama that brought consensus. Many, 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 many brought it. But let's move on to the second point, which is what's the evidence for this Ijma'ah? The evidence is. The Aymat al-Da'wat al-Najdiyya, they mention Rahimahullah many places. They mention it in their works in many places. But we'll bring some of, some of them, inshaAllah ta'ala.
Keeping in mind though, keeping in mind that the ijma' itself is an evidence. The fact that there's consensus, there's no dispute in this matter is an evidence. And once a consensus comes, you don't look for it. Qala Allah, qala Rasul. If there's a consensus in an issue, do you look for it? Huh? If there's a qala Allah, if there's a consensus in a matter, you don't look for qala Allah, qala Rasul. Qala Allah, qala Rasul is resulted to when there's a khilaf, right? That's what Allah said in the Quran. Allah says, If you dispute each other in a matter, bring it back to Allah and His Messenger then. And if you don't dispute one another, what do we do? We don't bring it back to Allah and His Messenger. Because we agree. And we know if we do agree, we've agreed upon haqq. Because the Prophet already said us, that my ummah do not come together upon, upon his God. Even the ijma'it itself enough to say that this is a proof. There's no dispute amongst the Muslims. No alim al ulama is sunnah. Alim al ulama from the time of the companions till today who doubted that particular issue. The reason is because the person is going against ayat. Allah made takfir on the Christians who said Trinity. Allah made takfir on them. Allah made takfir on the Jews who said Uzair ibn Allah. Allah made takfir on them. So if you then come and you say, mm, Allahu alam, that is takdibu lillahi wa li rasuli. And it falls under rejecting a portion of the Quran. It's rejecting a portion of the Quran. They put it into there, rahimahumullah. Naam. We'll stop there, inshallah ta'ala. Anything which I have said that was wrong or incorrect is from me, shaitan, and Allah and his messenger are free from it. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik, ashadu an la ilaha illallah, astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayhi.